You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's Let's start start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Hello, this is the Box Office Bros. Is it? And you're listening to MavRadio.fm, KVNO, 90.7 HD2, Omaha. Hello, this is your host, Corey Osborne. And then we have a Chance Oliver in the studio. I guess you do have one of me sitting around here somewhere. Yes, just just a single chance. Yeah. Just one chance on this fine... Well, that I bet you've, ne- heard I bet you've never heard that one before at all. No, never, <laughs> ever. No, for sure. But yeah, we have a great show lined up for y'all today. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time. We're talking about um, James, James Gunn, Gunn. Finally. Yeah, James Gunn released his uh, Suicide Squad, um, you know, cast and everything like that via tw- or via Instagram post. Um, it was tweet and Instagram. Well, yeah, you know, it might have been both. You know, uh, social I saw media. It on Twitter first. You know, social medias. But <laughs> Burt Kreisner's The Machine has been picked up by Legendary. And yeah, it's a great show. So um, we'll have more for you. Or uh, never mind. <laughs> what? Well, uh, what's the problem, Corey? No, there's there's no problem. For there's no problem. I just thought I communicated something to you, but I did not. It's okay. Like, was I not paying attention, or did you actually? Not no, I just no. It was my bad. It was oh, completely okay. my bad. But so let's you just. Said, what's the problem, baby? <laughs> but let's get right in to our first two segments today. Oh, I remember what it was. No. Okay, but... <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but Suicide Squad, they, we, have a cla- we have a cast of John Cena, yes. Jai Courtney, Yay. Nathan Fillion, yeah. Joel Kinnaman, as usual, who's Mei Ling, Fula, or is it Flula or Fula, Flula Borg? Um, right. Yeah. Sean Gunn, Juan Diego Boto, Storm Reed, Pete Davidson, Taika Watiti. And if you guys know us, you know we love our Taika Watiti. <laughs> you made any sort of attention. Uh, oh. Alice uh, Braga, Steve Aggie, uh, Tina Shani, or T- Tina Shi. I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm butchering your name. Uh, Daniela Melichor, uh, Peter Capaldi, Julio Ruiz, uh, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis. Um, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and Michael Rooker, yeah. and David Dashmalashan. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Call people. him like David Doxon, like the dog. No. No. <laughs> David Doxon. But no, there's Why this, so long, this cast is huge. But do you want to know the funniest thing about this cast? He said, "Don't." Yeah, uh, yeah he said, "Don't get attached." Don't get attached. <laughs> Which I love because what that's so. Because the notion of the name is that people are gonna die because it's the Suicide Squad, and ah, I'm just so stoked for this film. It's just gonna be a good one, and I'm because like Idris Elba's gonna be in it. John Cena's going to be in it. We don't know who they are going to be. We don't know who John Cena's going to be. We thought Idris Elba might have been Deathstroke, but 
We don't know. No, apparently he's going to be like a completely different character. And then you've got like returners. You got Margot Robbie who played Harley Quinn. You have Viola Davis who was Amanda Waller. Mm -hmm. You've got Jai Courtney who was Captain Boomerang. Yeah. (laughs) I love how stupid Flash villains are and I just love them so much. No, they are like Captain Cold. Captain Cold, you have the Trickster, you yeah, have, the, <laughs> was it Mirror Master? Yeah, Mirror Master, <laughs> and then Weather Wizard. Uh, and, <laughs> and then the weather... you got the Reverse Flash, who's way more edgy compared to the rest. No, for sure. He's like the coolest one, and he's literally just a reverse of the Flash, even in color. <laughs> like, his outfit he's is yellow, with is red yellow and red. And he's bad. He's a bad, bad man. <laughs> but enough about Flash villains that are not in here. So, why don't we, do you want to run down some of the more famous ones that we've talked about in the past? Uh, yeah, you can go so, ahead and do that. We've got TV's Nathan Villian, uh-huh. who you might recognize from almost every medium out there. You've got him on Castle, which was tragically canceled. My mom can tell you all about that. Oh, no. Um, you got him like he's in video games all the time. Like he was in uh, the most recent Halo game. Mm-hmm. He's in TV. Like he's, he's in, in Firefly and Serenity. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's in Firefly and Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. If you've seen that, that's a deep cut. I have not seen that. Oh, it's great. You need to check it out. I'll put it on the list. Mm-hmm. But um, no, there's uh, really yeah, really okay. Uh, you got John Cena, obviously famous for his wrestling and uh, invisible abilities. Um. John Cena's ha- John Cena is kind of interesting because I thought his career would be like kind of whack and then take off like the rocks. But no, for sure. It started off whack like the rock and then just kind of disappeared for a while and then he came back and he's been pretty good. Like uh, he's been g- doing roles that are perfect for him. Because was like he in blockers? blockers? Yeah, that's exactly what I, I was going to say. Is really I saw funny. Him. blockers is a very is a it's not you're not going to be going home being like oh wow. It's the wittiest humor. It's no, it's not, it's not like, but it's not like book smart. It's not like, um, anything like, uh, any of those like high grade kind of comedies that are like really witty and smart. <laughs> it's just, it's just a com. It's, it's just, just a comedy. It's just an enjoyable, fun, fun laugh. And you know, it's one of those deals. It's kind of like how I see Good Boys, to be completely honest, too. Yeah. It's like it's a fine laugh. It's a good laugh, and it's a fun time. It's harmless mostly. No, like the story <laughs> doesn't have much to it. I would say that Blockers has more heart than Good Boys. So. Oh, you've seen Good Boys. I have seen Good Boys. Is Good Boys good? Eh, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> they so, should just call it Okay Boys. <laughs> he was an okay boy. He, he was said. an okay boy. <laughs> he was an okay boy. <laughs> something, something. Uh, well, we also have brother of James Gunn, Sean Gunn. Who of course he is. Was That's, a, I be, I'm pretty sure the only reason why he has like a job in Hollywood is his brother, to be completely honest. So well, he should be blessed. If my brother was famous, I'd like him to let me uh, oh, ride no. his coattails, too. No, for sure. My brothers are going to have to ride my coattails, too. Because oh. you know I'm going to be the famous one. I'm going to be famous, old <laughs> brother. No, but... Uh, I Hold on, train of thought. Derailed. It's back now. So Sean Gunn, he has a play. He's Korag, like in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. the movies, uh, and he's you know he's like Captain and stuff like you know he's that guy. Yes. And then he's also like, is it still Sean Gunn's also like the uh, 
the reference for Rocket Raccoon. No, for sure. For, no, he does a lot of stuff. I was kind of just joking. Like, he's great. I mean, he he's does actually a lot. He's, he's really, actually he's great. Does. <laughs> like I was more so just making fun of him because I'm like, oh yeah, wherever James Gunn is, Sean Gunn's just like, yes, I'm here. I'm coming in here for a job. <laughs> it's like like. I think Alec Baldwin has like two or three younger brothers that are all like they're super just, mildly like they're just very worse minor version. and mod- moderately famous. They're just worse versions of him. I know. Even funny. though one of them's in Chuck, have you seen Chuck? I've not seen Chuck. Okay, well, never mind. You wouldn't. Um, I don't think you know his character from Chuck. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. It is a great time. So, along with Sean Gunn, we obviously have Taika Waititi, who was Korg in Thor Ragnarok. Has a movie coming out, Jojo Rabbit's gonna be in the Mandalorian as uh-huh. um why can't I think of the droid's name? It's IG it's IG eleven, right? Yeah, it's IG eleven, not IG eighty eight. Because apparently they made more than one of those droids in the Star Wars universe. No, for sure. It's um, just like one of those things where people always just assume if it's one. Know, I'll be honest. I don't recognize every movie or every name in this little list because I'm no, me too. Because they're probably they're film gonna snob they're, still film snob. they're gonna die, dude. I'm a huge film snob, and I don't know who some of these names yeah, are. Yeah, well, it's okay. And then probably the one I'm most excited for. Well, that I kind of heard rumored, but was never confirmed. They talked about Michael Rooker playing King Shark, Ooh, and that would Michael be amazing. Like, if you don't know Michael Rooker, he played Yondu in the Guardians. So there's obviously he's a also of, a very good friend of James Gunn's. He is. He, mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed, like, there's a lot of parallels between uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but Michael Rooker was Yondu in the first two Guardians of the Galaxy. He is Merle uh, Norman Reedus's uh, Daryl Daryl's character's brother in like the first three seasons of The Walking Dead. He's Super racist, but also super funny. So I was like, and it probably has one of the, like the most emotional moments in the show for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Walking Dead, that's kind of fallen off and come back. And no, for sure. Isn't Walking Dead getting a movie? Yeah, like, Walking Dead Rick is Grimes? gonna get, and yeah, Rick Grimes is gonna be in it, and he's gonna be like the main character, but he's gonna be in a different spot because of story spoilers and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, we won't spoil that. No, for sure. I honestly don't know. I just kind of heard. But <laughs> moving on from that, though. So he's going to be playing King Shark, which, if any of you have seen The Flash on CW, yeah. King Shark is a terrifying CGI I abomination. I love King Shark it on The Flash. It's so scary. It's so hilarious. It looks goofy and scary. Do you want to know something hilarious, though? What? There is a, um, <laughs> there's a part of Legends of Tomorrow where Gorilla Grodd and his awful CGI goes to like attack a young Obama before he's president. Oh my God, and it is that. the best thing that I've ever seen. I'm like, this is art. This is literally art. I'm like, this is why, like, I don't know, whatever you think or whatever reason you think is on this earth is that. It's like, literally so think, that would be made. <laughs> so that humans would produce it. <laughs> in France is inconsequential to Gorilla Grodd. Killing a college-age Barack well, Obama. Well, he didn't kill him, oh, but he chased him. Chased him. No, he was like, he's like, me don't want change. And I was like, well, okay. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, I was like okay, Republican Grod. <laughs> okay, Tea Party Grod. <laughs> any, art, any art ever conceived or will be conceived is inconsequential to CGI Gorilla Grod chasing around college-age Barack Obama <laughs> in his dorm room. And it's funny because they had like a Barack Obama adjacent lookalike. Oh no! 
Dude, those CW shows are so bad. They're so <laughs> I love them though. I hate watching. I, I talked about this before, but I hate watch the um the Flash. I think some of the writers have realized how dumb it is, yeah. and they're just like, "Well, they haven't left yet, so we might as well just go full bore into this uh, little no for sure little nonsense we've created for ourselves." But so, is the Suicide Squad supposed to come out in twenty twenty one? Um, like, you know, I should know this. Let me um let me. Check real because, quick in um, our um, database that I we have. Realized That's something. not IMDb. So we can like continue this DC chat a little longer. No, for sure. Because uh, next year you have Wonder Woman coming out. Oh yeah, super. And excited. also you have Birds of Prey coming out. It's in 2021, by the way. Oh, when the this Suicide Squad. To, Suicide Squad's supposed to be coming in 2021, which means Guardians of the Galaxy three isn't coming out until 2022 or 2024 that point 2023 i i bet it's when it's gonna come which is sad but i love me that dude the more i think about guardians 2 and the more i like watch guardians 2 i realize i like it a lot more than i the tell first you man one. it's an emotional it's a, no especially trip. the end like the you know he may have been your father but he wasn't well, but he wasn't your daddy and like i'm like michael ross like y'all yeah, do yeah like blue this merle is, hits like a truck when he's no, being dude. emotional oh gosh like james gunn is so good at crafting an emotional story and it's so like weird how you could relate to his characters like that's and that's the thing that the original suicide squad was really lacking for yeah me. i couldn't connect with the fact that there is a crocodile running around here but somehow we emotionally collect um, connected to a tree that literally says three words. So you think, four words, but still. So you think we're gonna emotionally connect? So we're not gonna emotionally connect with the crocodile running around. Are mm -hmm. we going to emotionally connect with the giant man shark running around? But that's what I'm saying. I think James Gunn could do it, and that's the reason why this movie is probably going to be so much better than that first Suicide Squad film. Yeah, um, I think he's the perfect person did to you do this. See, okay, so did you see on Twitter a couple days ago, like the director of the first Suicide Squad movie mm -hmm. was like quoting some criticism tweets and was like. I get what you're saying, but that was not the movie that I made. Yeah, I understand that. Like David Ayer really got the short end of the stick because DC even liked his first cut, but they really liked the trailer that the trailer that those people made, and people really received that trailer well. And they're like, "Oh, well, maybe they want this film isn't really like that trailer, so maybe we should make it like that." And so they basically took a hacksaw. Changed the movie completely, locked him out of the editing booth, which is yep. something that's always lovely. When um, get it in writing, uh, prospective directors. Get no, it in writing. for sure. And so it's like one of those things where I'm just like, I, I genuinely believe David Ayer had a better movie inside of that. Like I genuinely, because like there's things that don't even make sense in that movie. Like why they would, um, why like when they figured out it, when they figured it out, everything about. Um, the Enchantress and um, how she was pretty much made by those government, like the government people kind of were. Yeah. Like they're the reason why they're on this mission in the first place. Yeah, it's government's um, fault. And they leave, they're leaving and being like, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm pretty sure there'd be precedent to that if you develop the characters more. And maybe in a certain cut of that film, the Enchantress was in there at the beginning and stuff yeah. like that and actually with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there was potential. There's potential in the first Suicide Squad movie. There's no a ton doubt, of potential. But hopefully James Gunn can realize this potential. I and think he and I think he will. No, no doubt. And so I to continue this little DG DC tangent a little DG. longer. D, yeah, D, DG. DG DC. Chance can't talk. Uh, so 
We've got kind of like brief little bits of pieces of trailer from uh, Birds of Prey lately. Mm, yeah. Like, it was with, like with the It Chapter 2 trailer. Yeah. Or it was before, it ran before It Chapter 2. Yeah, it was like a It little... was nothing really too consequential. It was just clip after oh, no, clip. It was just a little clip. It was just like clip and music. And then it was Margot Robbie being Margot Robbie saying, I'm so done with clowns. I and all those things. Uh, okay, so the thing I wanted to talk about is that Birds of Prey has gotten a subtitle. And you want to know what that is? Like, you know what it is already? Uh, is it the fabulous or fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn? Yeah, it is Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That's so <laughs> Harley so Quinn. Long. That's the, it's so long and gratuitous, but I think I that's think the point. Work. I genuinely think that's the point, though. So, <laughs> Which is funny because this movie's coming out in, like, February. I'm surprised we haven't gotten a full trailer for it. Yeah, I don't know. That kind of like I kind of hope that it's good. I hope I hope stuff's going well with it. I hope it's like showable, you know. Okay, so this might be uh, very indicative of how terrible I am at doing show research. I had no idea Ewan McGregor was playing Black Mask. No, dude, that's that completely awesome. fine. Yeah, Ewan McGregor is playing Black Mask in that movie, and it's yeah, it should be good. Ewan McGregor should be great in anything and. Everything See, that this he is does. the kind of stuff I so, wanted yeah. with the DCU. Exactly. By integrating Batman's rogue gallery with everyone else's because you've got Black Mask, and as I scroll down the cast, there's a casting credit for Victor Zaz. And if you don't know, Zaz is kind of like the emo of uh, the Batman villains. He likes to play with knives and such with his skin. But it's so, I don't know, just so refreshing to see. Ho- hopefully, my one trepidation is. I hope Birds of Prey does not end up like the first uh, Suicide Squad, but it sounds it sounds awesome so far. I can't wait. But do you have anything else to say about our little uh, DC news blip, Corey? I don't um like our our DC news minute with Corey and Chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but <laughs> all I just gotta say is I'm really I just really like this cast. I'm really excited to see Pete, Pete Davidson die in a really con- convoluted way. Oh, all the Ariana Grande stands will probably be like, "Yes." That's oh probably God. the that's probably the only thing that they'll like watch the movie for. Yes, James. <laughs> like, go Do gun, for- <laughs> go gun, shoot it. <laughs> Do it for Grande. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. But I actually do like Pete, um, Pete Davidson as a performer. I'm excited to see what he does because he's one of the funniest, like, deadpan kind of up-and-coming com- comedians because his literal shtick when he first started becoming a comedian was that his dad died in 9-11, and that is not funny at all. But the thing is, is he, with good writing and with his, like, real or not even good writing because he does, like... Competent writing. He's, no, it's not even good writing. That's the thing. He literally doesn't write his stuff because he's oh. too lazy. He, mm-hmm. He's admitted that too. He's just a naturally talented guy and it's and those people are awful. What a guy. <laughs> but it's one of those things where he has really good comedic timing and very good comedic sensibilities and I see that go along with everybody and with so many people in this cast. Like Taika Waititi does as well. Um, Peter Capaldi um, is also amazing and I'm just super excited for this cast and I know it's going to be a great one. Bert Kreisner <laughs> was um, in college at the University of Florida. Uh, Bert Kreisner, if, for all of you who do not know, he was a comedian, and he well, still is. Or a still is a comedian. He's a comedian, and he, there's a story that he has, a true story of his, one of his summers that he studied abroad, 
in um, Russia. And it's a very funny story. It's one of, um, if you just uh, go into YouTube and put in The Machine, you'll be able to do that. But yeah, it's, it's like a 10-minute like YouTube video uh, for sure. of Burt Kreischer's stand-up acts that mm-hmm. kind of just... It got internet notoriety because you'll see it pop up on Facebook like every other week if you're in certain uh, friend groups. No, for sure. And uh, basically the story is about uh, his study abroad experience in Russia and how he basically became like <laughs> best friends with the mo- with the Russian mafia yeah, the Russian and everything mafia like that. Summer. And so uh, so many crazy things happened and it was just like a weird summer for him and it's and basically one of the deals was his nickname was the machine like things would happen and then cops would show up and he'd be like oh no i'm so dead i'm so dead and then the cop would go in and he goes oh so i hear that you want a machine and different <laughs> things like that so why are we rambling about this story about burt kreischer's um uh College days, we are actually, or like Legendary has actually picked up the film rights. It's going to the big screen. Yep, to his story and everything like that. So, Chance, what do you think of this? This is weird. This is some weird it's, movie news. It's odd because I don't think I've ever seen a comedy, like a little story bit from a stand-up become an actual feature-like movie. Nothing that I can think of. Well, it's a great story. So well, yeah, like that's 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 the thing. I feel like there's a story there that you can tell. Like, it might not be like a complete story. It might be a heavily based on a true story. Well, story it's over a couple months. There's definitely like some redacted elements. I'm assuming from the original stand-up. Oh no, I'm sure there was plenty of stuff that Bert just like, couldn't even say. There's probably no way a Chris Rock segment gets a feature-length movie. Uh huh. Even well, just because. Obviously, a lot of things can be exaggerated for comedic effect. See Dane Cook, for example. Um, it doesn't leave much the imagination, or there's not much besides the bare bones. But well, this kind of thing, would, it, if it, it actually happened, so you kind of get Bert, uh, Bert's first-hand account, and I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard to track... Like, I'm since that video's gained internet notoriety, I doubt it would be too hard to find some of the old Russian mobsters to get a producer credit on a Hollywood movie. Oh, gosh, that's hysterical. Like, you, you just get Igor like, and Igor and Igor and Igor and then another Igor, <laughs> according to Bert. Pretty much half of the people in the mafia were named Igor. That was oh, probably just a joke, more, uh, but that was still... <laughs> I wonder if there's any more like... Igor and, Vla- and Vladimir. Well, let's see, there's Ivan. Yeah, uh, the, you're right. There's Ivan as well. <laughs> Um, there is, I'm just going to start like naming communists. There was Stalin and there was Lenin and then there was Gorbachev. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Kim Jong. <laughs> oh my God. And then there yeah, was definitely Castro. Russian. <laughs> and there was... <laughs> well, uh... But yeah, so yeah. if there's any like crazy Russian names as producer credits or story credits... You'll I feel like why. that. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly why. But I just want for all for you the for all of you at home or in your cars or whatever that wherever you are. I just want to let you know how crazy and bonkers this story is, though, and how I think that it would be a really fun. I think it would be a really fun comedy if they do it right, because they can. Because the thing is, is like, say they get a um oh gosh, say they get like a Jonah Hill to direct this, or they get like yeah. a. 
or they even get like i don't know possibly a judd apatow maybe even if judd apatow got into here and did something like that like if judd apatow or um no actually judd apatow is probably my favorite to direct this movie because i just think that he would he definitely like captures that youth and like dumbness of kids very very well and i think that capturing a summer where a kid gets in trouble with the russian mafia is perfectly in his wheelhouse it's borderline it's kind of like a very unlikely underdog story of you just kind of got really lucky by saying the right thing to someone who had a sense of humor to just all sort of worked out yeah it's i don't know it's it is rife with comedy who do you think they would uh, get to play him I'm trying to think about that. Um, who's like a really funny, like, like I don't even know if funny they, white boy, a funny white kid, <laughs> but um, yeah, that'd be a little thick too. Because Bert, thick. yeah, Bert Kreischer's thick. He is thick. No, but <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to think. Well, you can think of well, it's a college age kid, so you probably can't have like the you can have like Stranger Things kids do it. Definitely not. Um, I wonder, no, that wouldn't work. I was kind of thinking of the kid who played Flash Thompson in uh, the new Spider-Man movies. Like, he kind of, like, gets the thing, like, he would just say something random, but he's definitely not the, uh, he has, he has a darker complexion than Burt Kreischer does. No, he definitely does, but the thing is, they don't really have to be complete, like, I, if they're like, okay, his name is Bert. It is Bert Kreischer. That is the actual character that we're doing the whole entire movie off of. We're not just taking the premise and everything. I just need to know more about, you know, what this all is and what exactly is going through all that. So it's like one of those deals where it's just like, you just got to kind of figure it out because like I'm looking through here and it's like the it says the in the com and the variety says in comic stand up, um, in comic Burt Kreischer's stand up special The Machine, the story follows Burt Kreischer's adventures as a seventh year um, senior at Florida State University oh who was accidentally majoring in Russian, <laughs> which makes it just so funny and it's so Burt because he's just dumb. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if there's one thing, but you just gotta love him. That's the funny part because he has a podcast with his wife. And she just constantly, and she's just like constantly being like, well, Bert, well, Bert, just because of just dumb things he's, dumb yeah. things he's constantly doing. So I just, I think they need somebody who's cool, funny, and aloof, but still like super charming to the point where you're not just, oh, this guy's dumb. Because Bert's extremely charming and he's smart in his own way. Like he's, a, he's managed to become a comedian, so, he sh- so he's smart in his own way. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Burt Kreischer makes like frequent appearances on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh no, for sure. He's really good friends with Joe. He's really good friends with Bill Burr. Yeah, um, Bill Burr. Bobby, um, Bobby Lee. Um, all those guys. All those really, really, really funny. Those some of the funniest guys um, who are in the LA comic scene. They're all they're all buddies. And so I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm trying to look through it, and I don't, I don't know. Like why. I don't see any actual specifics on what they're going to do with the story and everything like, like that. I don't know why, and I know this person, like, I am fully aware of how terrible of a choice this is for to play him, but, like, I can't, like, have you ever watched Impractical Jokers? N- no, I haven't. Okay. Well, I have, like, seen, like, clips of it on uh, YouTube. So do you know which like one that. Sal is? Um, no, but I can look it up. There, well, Sal, he's a very big, he's a big bearded man, 
who yeah, I guess he has kind of comedic timing. But like if he if he learned how to act, I I think that would be good. But I'm pretty like I'm ninety nine percent sure he is not an actor outside of mm-hmm. the comedy that they do because they're they're actually like the uh, Impractical Jokers. They actually have a stage a stage show. I think they're called the Tenderloins. Mm-hmm. Like uh, which is really funny too. Like whenever they're like whenever their shows come to town, they sell out like within a day or two. Like the tender like. Yeah, I believe it was called the Tenderloins, but the one who plays Sal, I think, would be, I don't know, like in my head, like especially him younger, like him as a... Like I'm looking at pictures of him and I can see it. Like a seven, like a, yeah, like of a seventh year college kid uh, who doesn't know what they're doing. But other than that, I I don't know, who else would play him? I Like, wait, which way do you go? Do you think uh, you just cast Christian Bale to... Uh, uh, have it so he's um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like put, he puts on more weight like he did for uh, Dick Cheney and no for sure. Anywho, but I don't know. Do you do you have anyone who you think you could play for uh, for a Kreischer? No, I I was thinking about uh, different people that we could possibly have play Burt Kreischer, and it's just. One of those deals where I'm like, Bert is so like ingrained into my head as Bert. So it's like, it's just a little strange for me. So I'm like trying to think. And like, I'm at like a loss of who I would like to do. Cause the thing is, I'm sure that they could get somebody and I'm sure that they'll be fine. And it's gonna have to be like somebody who I just, somebody who I don't see as a person. Like, I know that sounds weird, right. but somebody who I don't see as a person. So, what, like a character actor? No, yeah, for sure. Like somebody, or not like that. Somebody who I don't like see as a particular like personality as them. Like I can't see them like be like, oh yeah, that's that guy. I have to like. It probably has to be somebody who's a little bit more n- unknown. You know, if this was so, like seventeen years ago, there's probably like three members, three cast members on Sopranos I could think of. No, for sure. And so it's like, yeah. Like I just keep thinking of actors that are definitely not even a seventh year super super senior in college i still don't think they could play like if you i noticed like if you ever like did you ever watch sopranos um no i did not watch sopranos do you know they actually like uh hired um his son to play young version oh yeah james of, gandolfini's of, of james, son yeah, james of, uh, Tony yeah like i really need to get into the sopranos so no, i can it's, actually it's a really watch good it show. Like, a lot of, of people are just like oh man breaking bad is the greatest show ever and i'm like Mm-hmm. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Like I haven't seen it. Like okay, I'll believe you. It's good. Have you seen Sopranos? No. Okay, buddy, go watch Sopranos, and then decide. Because, like before, I know like people become infatuated with Game of Thrones, but Sopranos was the thing. Like before Game of Thrones was like no for sure when it ended. Like HBO. Well, I mean they weren't hurting, but they were kind of coasting along before. Game of Thrones came along after Sopranos. Mm-hmm. So, but more, more back to the actual point of what we were talking about. I don't know. It's exciting. I, I've never seen a just a comedy, a comedian story come to life on the big screen like that. And it'll be exciting. No, it's definitely a special thing. And I think it's very interesting that this is actually going to happen. And it's just, I, I think that it's going to be really good. I really just want to hold judgment 
on whether it's going to be good or not until like actual the like actual quality like i think the news is good but the actual quality of what it's going to be when they actually get the people like you know in line and who's making it i don't want it to be a kind of thing where they make it a really big in-house kind of deal where it's a ton of bird and his friends just doing it like i want some other people yeah you could run into a very adam sandler effect no yeah exactly so like i really want it to be something that's just really 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 cool and get some like out of house people just forming a good and funny and good story but you know. Yeah, we will continue we'll, the uh, chat about. I guess it's kind of deals with Russians next, though. No, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna deal with it, and you know, I'm gonna leave a little little morsel for you. Tony Stark is back in the MCU. You should have just said Tony Stark, and that was it. How? How? Okay, you'll find out. Coming up next. <laughs> And we are back. And I alluded to some mysterious thing that might be happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? Dis- money for Disney. Yeah, it's halfway through September, so we gotta be spooky. Spooky. Spooky MCU. But anyways, <laughs> if you don't know what you're listening to, this is the box office bros and we are back on MavRadio.fm. And due to some technical uh, buffoonery. Yeah, due to that. Yeah, there's, you might not have heard us. You might, you might not have heard us, so I was just making sure y'all knew who you were listening to. But anyway, funny because earlier for the previous show, I fixed some technical buffoonery. And now you I, are the technical. I am the technical You are the technical buffoonery. buffoon. All no, right. Not buffoonery, but buffoon. But we all love you, Chance. Don't worry. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but with that being said... Uh, let's just get right into it. I alluded to Tony Stark being back in the MCU, and some of you who are MCU fans, like Chance and I, would say, Ha-ha, Corey, ha-ha, baloney, he is not a part of the MCU because of certain things that happened in Avengers Endgame. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. There's, some, there's a little movie, a little independent film called um, Black Widow that's coming out next May. Called the power of prequels. No, for sure. Your life. And apparently, Tony Stark might be in Black Widow. But <laughs> here is a caveat. It's a possibility a that it might be, yes. I don't know if you even know this caveat because I haven't discussed it with you. But there is a possibility that it might just be a deleted, it might be like deleted footage from Iron Man 2. I heard it was unused footage uh, from Civil War. Ooh. Ooh. Like just deleted. Well, because. Doesn't like most of the film take place after Civil War? No, you're right. So, so the, but theoretically, it could like hop between other times. So people are just like kind of. Well, let's see movies. Well, I mean, because she has way long hair in Iron Man too. No, you're right. You're right. Compared, well, I don't know. It's not maybe maybe nearly the same length in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Probably a little shorter in Civil War, but like Iron Man two is like. Much more visibly different than it is in like Winter Soldier on. No, for sure. But I don't know. It's like because it makes me wonder. Because I was pretty sure Robert Downey Jr. is not going to step back in front of the camera. Yeah, and I wouldn't really want him to either, to be completely honest. And because like you know he's paid his dues, he's had his run, he's done his MCO, his MCU, his MCO, his MCU thing, thing like a chicken wing. Chicken and, wang? 
No, and it's like one of those deals where I think that it's very like important for him to separate himself from the MCU. Yeah. And I don't like this decision. Why? I don't like it. I don't think that he should be in this movie. What if it's like a two-minute scene? That's fine. Sure. Like, it's, well, like, it's like, it's decent. Hey, but the Natasha, thing is, where are you going? I'm going to go take care of some stuff. See you later. Okay, see you. I'm going to take care of some stuff and some things. Hey. Oh, wow. But no, it's just one of those deals where, I don't know, I think they just need to not rely on the past. I think they just need to look to the future. Well, if he's not in the trailer, then I won't be that mad. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's one of those deals where I really just need... They really just need to make sure to do their own things because this is a different era of the MCU. This is like... It's not even like a new phase. It's like a new... It's a whole new world that they're going to be exploring Which in this next phase. the first film of Phase 4 is like a prequel. <laughs> no, for sure. Never really thought about that. I wonder how they're going to like... Like Black Widow, I'm not even sure. Like, how does that even tie to the overarching story besides like, I, Taskmaster? I don't know, honestly. But they probably have other characters that are going to eventually, you know, become mainstays in this. David in Harbor this. shows up more. Yeah, for sure. David Harbor might show up more as Alexi and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm like really, I'm really, really stoked about like Black Widow as a film. And I never, I was, I've never been one to be like stoked for a Black Widow movie. And a part of the reason why is because, like, I watch Marvel films for the fantastical aspects of them and, you know, the superhero aspects of them. But I had to have, like, a really honest conversation with myself. And I'm like, well, you like Captain America, Corey. And those movies, like, sure, he's like a souped-up super ser- um, superhero, like, serum dude and all that Man. stuff. Or, like, what's the thing with Black Widow? And it might be the fact that I just don't like her character as much as I like um, Captain America. She's a world-famous spy. But what I'm thinking of is, like, just in recent years, I've really enjoyed her character. I haven't really enjoyed what they've done with her character. I personally think that um, Endgame for her was a very big misstep. And I still really? believe that. Yeah, I, I think so. I think she should still be. I think she should still be around. Oh well, that's in my that regard. I that, thought everything before that was great. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like everything before that was great, but I think that she should. She should have. I don't know. She should have. She should have come home. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, well, um, you have to take him get a more creative way to get the Soul Stone and Endgame. I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I guess it still doesn't make much sense. But <laughs> anyway, no, movie's a big fun mess. No, but, yeah, a huge fun mess, but. Like, with that being said, it's just, like, one of those deals where you really got to just, you know, pay attention to everything that's going on and, you know, just be like, yo, I don't like this or I like this. It's okay if somebody doesn't like it. And it's nothing, and it's not like those people who are on the internet that are like, oh, oh, wow, (laughs) a woman as a leader (laughs) in an MCU film? No, it's not like that. It's just that I didn't like how they treated her character before. And I was very unsatisfied with the with where she ended up in Endgame. So I was like, okay, well, what are you going to do with this character now if it's a prequel? You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of... I don't know. I wouldn't say... It's, it feels like padding before more exciting things. No, yeah, because like, I'm super excited for the Eternals. Like, Eternals comes out wow. next year, and then Shang-Chi the February after that, and then it's... I don't know, it's kind of, uh, I suspect it'll be maybe not a billion dollar film, but uh, de- a decent a decent flick. No, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's just, 
Well, the thing about it is, is like you have to wait over, let's see, 10 months or nine months to get another Marvel film since Spider-Man came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, I, I really want to get into the meat of phase four with like the TV shows and the movies with new characters and whatever happens to my boy, yeah, man. No, for sure. But other than that, I'm just, I don't know. It's, I mean, Robert Downey being back, I get like I'm. I'm just gonna assume that he's not in front of the camera, and that he's going to be just part of a deleted scene. I'm sure he'll love the money that he's probably gonna get from being in it. Yeah, right. From residuals, I like, guess, or whatever. Like, is it, it's like, yes, my residual check from that scene I filmed for two minutes and didn't have to do anything. He's else probably for. gonna get more money for that one scene than I will get for my entire life's income. Well, I mean, you could get lucky and then make slightly more than that scene. No, you're 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 right, but still intense. <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy how much money they make. Like it's it's bonkers. Like. All power to them. Like, that's fine. Good for them. But, oh, shoot. Hell, capitalism. That's crazy. I think that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's stupid. But, um... Let's so, go. I kind of expected that topic to not go super long. Do you want to talk about something I've been pretty pumped for? No, yes. I can't. I would love to talk to you about something that you've been very pumped for. So... Chance, lay it on me. So, uh, about a week... Like about maybe, a week ago? No. Don't do that. No, we I got, can do that. <laughs> so, like, a little over a week ago, we got a thing that's like, hey, there's a new Jurassic Park short film directed... Or Jurassic World short film directed by Colin Trevorrow, who directed the first Jurassic World, coming on FX on Sunday. And I'm like, a short film? What? Yes. But it... So, for those who don't know, at the end of the last movie, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which is also a hot mess, mm-hmm. uh, like pretty much the only thing I wanted from it was basically the premise it'll set up for the next movie. <laughs> like, dinosaurs are free on the mainland. Like, basically, the movie ends, spoiler alert, with a bunch of dinosaurs escaping into the California woods. And off to cause mayhem and shenanigans. Who knows where? Shenans, as the kids call them. Oh, yeah, dogs. apparently, like, the dinosaurs did a pretty good job of hiding. You know, the T-Rex just busted up to a zoo at the end of the last movie. No, for sure. But, so apparently it took, like, about a year before people started sighting them in the woods. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, it's called Battle of Big Rock. I'm not sure if Big Rock is an actual state park in California, or... National Park in California, but basically the premise is there's like a big group of campers at Big Rock National Park in California, and they don't even mention dinosaurs, they're just like a couple of like, it's like a kind of a modern family, if you will, like Mm -hmm. there's a a dad who's, excuse me, a dad who's black, and then he has a daughter, and then a mom who, uh, the film was kind of dark, so it was either uh, Latin or uh, white, and and she had a son, and then they both had a baby together, so it was kind of like, <clears throat> and this is the very unimportant part of it, mm-hmm. but uh, they're just kind of uh, getting, just go like, oh guys, we're a family now, I'm like, I don't care about this, you know what I came here for, and there's just some passing dialogue that comes later about 
It's like, oh yeah, uh, Rob let me shoot his crossbow. Hey Rob, don't let my daughter shoot a crossbow. And then like, that's kind of what happens. It's like, <clears throat> hey Rob, where'd you go, buddy? And so that basically starts all the action. You see a giant triceratops looking. I can't remember exactly what the triceratops one. It's like a mom and then her little baby. Uh-huh. Because it's kind of like a, in the first Jurassic Park, it's like, life found a way. But um, so they lay a little baby and it's like, okay, it's just a herbivore. We'll be fine. Let's just wait for it to leave. And then this uh, big Allosaurus comes stomping in just... I was in all sorts of mayhem. So basically there's a dinosaur fight in the middle of their campsite. And they're just like throwing everyone's campers and tables and their folding chairs. And like the big bonfires in the middle mm-hmm. kind of sets the scene sort of. And then like the daddy triceratops like dinosaur shows up and it's like, oh yeah, okay, they're backing off. Back See, everything's fine. So the allosaur is just sitting there by itself. And then it's like, okay, don't make any noises. Guess what happened? The little baby starts crying. Of course. And the dinosaur turns his gaze towards their camper. And it's... Mm-mm. Don't kids ruin everything? Nah, if anything, kids do this is a anything. don't have kids movie. No, nah, you know. They ruin everything. <laughs> and in... Uh, yeah, like honestly, I think John Krasinski and Emma Blunt, and Emma Blunt would have probably been... Uh, alive if it weren't for their kids and um, yeah, kids uh, are done it, it, with their for their kids uh, for a quiet place. Yeah. <laughs> well, like one of those parents actually come out alive. So technically, I'm not spoiling it. I'm kind of spoiling it, but I'm not. Moral of the story: Kids are stupid. Yeah, for I sure. I should know. I was one. <laughs> um, I should know. I am one. <laughs> but anyways. But yeah, so basically, the Allosaurus kind of starts tearing into the care. Like, is, there's actually a. Uh, so the way it was filmed, like the Allosaurus flips over their camper, and it is almost a shot-for-shot recreation of the second Jurassic Park movie, The Lost World. Oh yeah. When the T Rexes flip over the research trailer, mm-hmm. just like, like just kind of like the how the camera moved, the way Spielberg shot it's mm-hmm. almost verbatim the same. No, oh, yeah. Cool. And I was like, okay, nice nod. Yeah, nice yeah. I like um, it. I dig. And then. Kind of after that, uh, well, there's also another connection to the Lost World that might make some people very angry. But so basically, kind of like the Allosaurus is just like tearing through, and the baby, like, just like, shh, baby starts crying again. I'm like, baby, shut up. If you knew it was good for you, you'd be quiet. So, classic babies. Classic baby. That's why you should just never have kids. Yeah, I know. It's just like never have kids, or else you won't. Yeah, you won't get eaten by a raptor. Was it a raptor? No, it was an allosaurus. No, 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 no. You're right. Yeah, Uh, it was. It's not the biggest, but it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big boy. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. Could you? Okay, I have a question for you. Yes, go go ahead. And it's not off the subject. Like I want to ask you more about the short film because actually it's it's pretty interesting. I need to check it out. Um, but yeah, what would you do? If like somebody like legit made a Jurassic Park, would you be like, homie, don't? Would you like straight up SeaWorld it and be like, yeah, I'm gonna go, even though it's terrible morally. But like, what are you like? What do you what do you think? I'd probably go just to see and maybe, uh, or because you know we're content creators, and I don't know because it's funny because that's kind of like the premise of Jurassic World that Mm -hmm. start these uh, this genetic uh, hybrid nonsense. Is because I bet 
kids would get tired of it like they do with zoos and SeaWorld. Like, I'd, I'd go just to see. Like, I think if they'd have to do, it'd either have to be kind of like what they did in the original Jurassic Park where they just buy an island from a government who doesn't really care so they can do whatever they want. Or it'd have to be super, super regulated by someone like the United States or France who has good regulation laws like, okay, if you're going to make this monster, we're going to have to have some uh, prerequisites before you do this. No, I definitely, I don't know, like, I guess you'd have to discuss the moral, well, it's kind of like the, uh, pretty much the same Jeff Goldblum dialogue from the original one, it was like, you're so, your scientists are so preoccupied about whether or not they could, they didn't stop and think whether they should. No, yeah, for sure, and so, it's like one of those deals where... I as a consumer would at least try it once, it'll probably be super expensive. No, yeah, it probably than... would be, and they would. It would literally be like there. Like our society would find some way to ruin it because it would be like, and this, and this Galapagos Rex, um, brought to you, brought to you by the WWE, the Vince, Vince McMahon Saurus Rex. <laughs> Look at how awesome he is! Can you smell what this raptor is cooking? Because the smell? rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson of Saurus. Can you smell what the Rock Raptor's cooking? <laughs> no, but... That'd be kind of awesome, not gonna lie. No, that would honestly be amazing. I think that I've just convinced myself away from my original stance. You did. Would you like to go back to the short film? I'm... No, yes, I would like to go back so, to the short film. So I have a question. I have a quick question for yes. you. Um, do you, uh, do you think it was like... Do you would you like to see a longer form version of it, do you, or do you think it's perfect as a short film? I think it, I'd love to see more like that. I'd like to see because it's definitely a good for whatever Jurassic World three is going to be. It's definitely a prologue to whatever's coming next for Jurassic. Because this is the first like in canon thing, extra thing that Jurassic Park has officially done. Like you've got the main movies. And this is the first, like, it's kind of a short film, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it's very off my radar. So I would love for them to continue this thread because, honestly, I don't care what Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt are up to at this point. Yeah, me too. They mean nothing to me at this point. Uh-huh. I want to see what, like, like, I'd just like to see, like, a regular park, park ranger in his hat and his little pistol on his side, like, uh, Randy, to... To Watchtower Four, do you see what's going on? Or something? how would you feel if somebody just got eaten? Like if Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt just got eaten be awesome. at the beginning of the third Jurassic Park film? That would be amazing. It'd be great, dude. Just like literally that they do, and the and the funny thing is, is that one secretary who did nothing wrong ever, the British secretary from Jurassic yeah. World. And she all of a sudden gets coughed up. And then she's like, I'm alive. And then meanwhile... <laughs> she gets eaten by the Mosasaurus. That was so rude. That, that was, was like that was, gratuitous. I was That was gratuitous. I was like, what did she ever do? She, she was very nice. She, was she just, just took care of the kids. She was a British nanny. What was her deal? She got mutilated by a Pteranodon and then a giant sea lizard <laughs> for no good reason. No, but... So back to like the, the plot of the short film, basically what you get is the Allosaurus is like, it's pretty much got the family cornered, or at least the dad 
and the baby and the mom cornered. And suddenly, a couple of arrows shoot into the side of the Allosaurus, and it does not like that. So it roars in pain and kind of stomps away. And guess who shot the giant dinosaur with a crossbow? The kid. It was the kid. Ayo. It was... <laughs> let's begin the Lost World. Have you seen the second Jurassic Park movie? No. The, you mean Jurassic World? Or no, Jurassic, Jurassic, like the original like Jurassic I, Park Lost World. Is that the one where it's like, Alan? That's, no, that's number three. That one's so funny. There's literally a raptor that goes, Alan. Uh, it was a dream sequence, but still really dumb. It was still so funny. Alan. No. Alan. <laughs> Alan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, have you seen? Okay. Uh, yes, I have. I've seen the second one. Okay, so basically, do you? There's a scene where Jeff Goldblum's daughter, who's a different race, so mm-hmm. I guess Goldblum or oh, yeah. Malcolm has a type. But <laughs> goodness, was that inappropriate? It kind it of might was. have been. There's nothing no, wrong no, with no, having preference, yeah, no. but <laughs> so okay, chance. <laughs> I'm <Hey>. just gonna. <laughs> I could go on a tangent, but I will not. Um, so basically she does like, there's some, a brief little exposition when you first introduce her character is like, oh, don't you have your gymnastics tournament coming up? I got cut from the team, dad. Thanks for being a parent. And then, <laughs> and then in the film, basically, uh, yeah, Raptor, she like flips around yeah, and does all those things. Jack like Goldblum corner, just like, Hey you. And the Raptor looks at her and she does like a little gymnastic routine and <laughs> bobs it out of a window and, and it gets impaled on a piece of rebar that was just sitting up into the air but so it's not it wasn't as ridiculous as this it was just like a little girl shooting a crossbow into the dinosaur to save her family and like it was kind of just passing dialogue like it was in the original Jurassic Park 2 and then that's kind of where the story ends like and then they have this like this brief little pan of uh, dinosaurs in the real life like they have the little Compsognathus it's like those those little dinosaurs that are Kind of just, I don't know, they're like, I don't know, just little foxes of mm-hmm. uh, dinosaurs. Like, they're playing with, like, little like little kids are playing, like, throwing bread at them. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, oh, you see kind of a really dumb shot of, like, a breaching great white shark. Like, the shark breaches, eats the seal, and then the mosasaurus breaches and eats the shark. No. <laughs> so, I'm excited. I really enjoyed the short film. There's some dumb stuff like there is in most Jurassic Park movies at this mm-hmm. point. But I really enjoyed it. I like I like that there's a little jaunt into this universe that we haven't gotten before because pretty much you've got the first Jurassic Park in 93, the second one in 95, and then the third one in 2001. And then you had to wait to all the way until 2015 for Jurassic World, then three years for Fallen Kingdom, and I'm assuming we're going to get 2021, we're going to get Jurassic World 3. So... <clears throat> It's just nice to see dinosaur. Like, if anything, the, the Jurassic World movies proves the dinosaurs still perform at the box office. So. They do. They do. I don't know. It's got me pumped. It's it's only like it's less than ten minutes of your time, so I would definitely suggest giving it a watch if you have the time. No, but for sure. Other than that, do you have anything uh, you want to add or ask about the uh, the uh, short film, Corey? No, not 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 in particular. But I'm excited. You've sold me. I'm definitely going to go ahead. And watch that short when I get the chance to. And yeah, so um, Ryan Johnson has a new film. And he has a new whodunit called Knives Out. Oh, they, yeah. have, um, a tr- they have a trailer that just got released onto the interwebs. And, you know, we're going to talk about it when we go right back. 
And we are back. The box office bros are back, and we are here to talk about Knives Out. Knives, knives out. out. They just, yes, the knives are out, and we're talking about this trailer. I don't know why we need knives for that, but nonetheless, we do. Just for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking. So, Ryan Johnson uh, directed a new film called Knives Out. It's getting a huge critical acclaim people are really loving this film really excited to watch it i didn't get a chance to go to any film festivals because i'm in school and i'm here and i'm very poor and i can't travel sometimes yeah i'm gonna (laughs) just go to toronto or venice no for (laughs) sure a movie no i can't really afford that but hopefully you know with the practice and all the good stuff that i have here at mav radio I'll be able to eventually get to a place where I can go to these film festivals and talk about it on radio. Wouldn't that be a dream? Anyways, that's just me Wouldn't rambling. Wouldn't it be a dream? <laughs> that's just me rambling. But anyways. Oh, yeah. uh, I would uh, The Knives Out trailer. Oh, my goodness, Chance. I know. We were, we were watching this trailer together, and I couldn't stop saying it. I'm like, this looks great. This looks so good. It shot so well. All the characters seem so fun. Um, I genuinely I love how deconstructionalist ryan johnson is with the mm-hmm. genres that he attacks yes and i'm just so excited for him to just do this again because i genuinely don't like what what really makes me happy is when i don't expect something that's going to happen and i don't think i know what's going to happen i'm like ooh, is it going to be this person Ooh, is it going to be that person i'm already forming theories in my head and i barely know anything about these people it's crazy it's awesome i love it what do you <laughs> what are your thoughts I know this is risky, but should I try to predict the twist before I see this movie? Yes. Um, no one killed anyone. It was an allergic reaction to something, or something like that. Oh gosh, that would make like people they're all so. Each throats, like, why did you kill him? Oh, it was just too much baby aspirin, or something. <laughs> <laughs> too much baby aspirin of all things. That's funny. Yeah, but no, it's like that's crime. no. It's definitely something that could definitely happen (laughs) but no for sure like i wouldn't put it against ryan johnson to do that because he could very likely um be exploring the notion of you know a family being at each other's throat and all these things and like a cool line from the uh a cool line from uh the show or from the trailer was all your knives are out like you know (laughs) they, they have like the moment in the of the movie where, you know, they say the title, obviously, because every movie does. But um, And the knife art is in every other scene. No, for sure. And the thing is, maybe that's what the movie really is about. It's like they have their knives out at each other, and what would they do uh, like with, one, with an inkling of paranoia and all of these things? Um, like, what would they do if that were to happen and all those things? It's and the hypothetical knife fight that everyone talks about when the gunfight occurs. No, for sure. And I could just see so many twists and turns happening in this movie and truly not knowing what the movie is or what the movie's truly about until the final frame. Because even in the marketing, I don't even trust the marketing because it's like, who done it? Like, nobody's ever done it. And I'm like, okay. All right. Okay, Ryan. You have my attention. <laughs> but no, I'm really stoked about it. I'm... Very excited. I love Ryan Johnson. I'm a huge fan. So. I love what I saw from Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. His it's accent silly, is so silly. good. It's, so silly. <laughs> it's not. It. It's, it's, it's like a bad, good accent. We should it's, start Bad Accents, the podcast, and have him be on it. Because it's a good accent, but it's also a bad one. But it just makes it so much better. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's, <laughs> let's 
was it Logan Lucky or some other like? Film yeah, it was Logan was Lucky. Okay, that he was doing a southern accent. No, for sure. Uh huh. I don't know. I just like it when like actors that are not from like English is their native language, but they have an obvious accent. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's see, who was it? There's Tom Hardy and his American accent. Mm-hmm. There's Benedict Cumberbatch and his pretty convincing American accent. Uh, when he plays Doctor Strange. Um, then you've got, oh, who is that? Does, I don't know. I can't even think. I guess Tom Hiddleston doesn't really need to hide his, does he? No, like Tom Hiddleston doesn't really need to hide his. Tom Hiddleston's kind of good at shifting his accents, though. His his poshness to. No, yeah. You know who's like crazy at it? It's, um, what's his face? Why I why can't I think of him? He's Robert Pattinson. Right. <laughs> Pattinson. <laughs> Pattinson. Pattinson. No, no, no. Robert Pattinson. I don't even like. Is he British? Is that I what? Don't I don't know. I Pattinson think he might. Sounds be. British. No, but because the thing is, is that I um, never really. And the thing, reason why is because every time he's in a movie, his voice is so different. I can't even tell it's his voice, and I don't know what he does or how he does it but his accents are crazy because i watched United kingdom oh yeah because i saw him in good time and oh my gosh have you watched a good time yet no it's not it's okay it's a really good time of a film but it is uncomfortable to watch i don't know if i'd watch it again because it's yeah. just really no because you're just like this the entire time you're like i'm like holding onto the table and i'm like ugh. <sighs> like <sighs> it's like that the entire time but it's so good and you're just uh, it's so good because you're gripped by the story, but you've seen it, and then you're like, okay, I've seen it, and that's good. <laughs> that's like, good there are a lot of movies <laughs> that are like, like, yes, these are amazing movies, but I will never watch them again for how they make me feel. No, for sure, because I, like, I honestly felt like anxious the entire time for not the character, because the character is genuinely awful. You don't want to see the character. You, you only want to see certain things happen good you want to see like good things happen to another character in the film and everything Mm -hmm. like that you want to see them succeed or them be able to be good but it like hinges on robert pattinson's character's character basically saving him and all that stuff so constantly you're like oh i'm kind of uh, that way with interstellar oh yeah i could probably sit through another viewing of interstellar just just because Just because <laughs> I know that love is the third. Th- he is he the gets fifth saved dimension. by Huey Lewis's power of love. <laughs> That's the power. But like, Ba-da-da-da. well, like, no, like my mind was melting in that movie. We were just like, oh yeah, you got hit by that big wave, so you know you're on that planet for five hours. It's been thirty years for me, and I'm like, I don't like this. I no, like this at all. it's one of those deals though where I think it's like super interesting how <laughs> with Interstellar, I just think it's a funny film. It's great. It's a good movie. It's definitely my least favorite, um, Christopher like Nolan. Christopher Nolan film, but it's still really good. Which is funny, like how like my least favorite film of his is still quite good. But mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was so funny how many times like. There's like Murph, and then there was like love is the love is the third dimension, Murph. Or wasn't it like wasn't it that little robot that was telling Matt or uh, 
McConaughey that it was love or something? Like, love is the third dimension. Or like, That's such a cool design for a robot, by the oh, way. Oh, that little spinny thing it does to move around? No, yeah. It's like, oh, it was what really was the cool. robot's name? Um, Tars. Yeah, Tars. Go get her. No. And he's just like, sure thing, boss. He does like a cartwheel away. <laughs> no, dude. The, it was so, that movie was so imaginative and so cool. And, oh my gosh. I didn't tell you this. Okay. So when I saw It Chapter 2, yes. this, don't worry, this has to do with it. But <laughs> when I saw It Chapter 2, the like secret trailer of Tenet went before it. What? So I got to see the secret trailer for Tenet. Oh, no. That they like, they don't even show it every single showing of it or every single showing. They just want. So like, I have to buy multiple movie tickets, aren't I? Pretty much. <laughs> but no, it was like, it's time for like a new kind of protagonist. And it showed like, it was like a bullet hole, like a glass. And then mm-hmm. it had John David Washington's face in it. Yeah. And it's super close. And then it had like different like shots of like actions happening. And there's spinny things kind of like Inception going on. And different stuff like that. And I'm like, um, is this a sequel to Inception? Because if it is, that would be... Or a prequel to Inception or anything like that. Because it says time for a new protagonist. And I'm like, yeah. um... Uh, does he mean in general? Or... Does he, does he mean that he's not going to just have like a random British white dude? And he's going to have a black uh, American black guy instead? With <laughs> because a that's usually dude being the friend and... No, because like usually in, Chris, in Christopher Nolan films, he's like, I'm going to have somebody who looks like me, which is to each their own. You know, it's, it's his prerogative. But <laughs> it's his thing, huh? No, it's uh, so that's exciting. I wonder if someone's leaked that on the internet yet. No, dude, I'm super excited. No, but I'm super excited for Tenet. No, but sp- so I literally freaked out in the trailer and I actually saw that movie with Aaron Chance of the Illuminati's Pyramid and my girlfriend and I was freaking out and they're like Corey you're a loser shut up what are you even doing so even <laughs> like what's your door. deal but I was in the tr- but I'm like if Chance was here, I was literally like hey if Chance was here he'd be appreciating this I would I would <laughs> so I know like how we just talked about eight different movies instead of talking about the Knives Out trailer well no the thing well, we is we gone on a very long tangent no you know it's okay I, I really liked Chris Evans uh he said some naughty things, so I can't say, but it was really yes. funny. <laughs> no, it's just so, after seeing him, I know that he can play like a big old jerk bag, but. Jerk face. Yeah, I love that he's getting back, because we've seen him as the clean cut Captain America for years now, and it's been what most people see him as. So it might be really, it's going to be really funny and jarring to watch for people to watch this movie, because they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. Because, uh, yeah, it's just so fun. I'm so excited. I'm just, like so excited for him to be in this um, in this movie. And just to like let you guys know, I don't know if I explained the cast for Knives Out to y'all last time, but they have a really good um, cast for Knives Out. They have um, Anna DeArmas, who is one of the most underrated actresses out in the business right Isn't now. Is it Donald She's Sutherland in it? Uh, I th- no, no, it's not. not Don, no, it's Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. I made this mistake. AKA previously. Kevin Spacey. AKA Christopher Plummer Spacey. What? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Moving on. For those of you who don't understand that joke, he replaced um, uh, Kevin Spacey in All the Money of the World, and a ton of memes were created out of it because they just superimposed his face onto Kevin Spacey's face. The power like, <laughs> of computers. <laughs> but yeah, um, Chris Evans, Catherine Langford. Uh, from 13 Reasons Why, Tony Collette, Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything, um, wow. <laughs> uh, Michael Shannon, 
Uh, there's also Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta. He's great in Atlanta. Frank Oz is in this movie. What? Oh, wait, I remember that. No, yeah, but... Uh, What's he M- doing, though? I don't know. Is there a puppet in this no, movie? No, there's no, there's there no description under his... There's no character under his name. It's just says Frank Oz. I bet Yoda's just, like, in a YouTube video. <laughs> Dude, I would laugh so hard if there was, like, a Last Jedi reference in this movie. People would go crazy. There'd be Star Wars oh, fans that would be. literally walk out of the walk out of the screening. But so, do you think there's just gonna be like a puppet Yoda in a ghost form, also voiced by Frank Oz, is gonna tell everyone to not be mad? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But don't yeah, do mad. you have do you have um, any other thoughts or concerns or anything about this trailer that no, you have? I'm chance? I, I can't wait. No, dude, I'm super excited too. Um, I'm gonna. I'm. I know that. I like it's it's hard sometimes, but I'm gonna try and write and get some more content out onto the website for MavRadio.fm. Oh, and we, we're gonna be writing. We're gonna be writing reviews. We're gonna be trying to trying to get some good entertainment editorials on the website. Everything like that. It could be even be opinion pieces. If y'all are in like you know, if y'all are um, on campus and you wanna you know voice your opinions. Maybe about, I'll write a review of uh, the Jurassic uh, World tour. Oh, movie. you know that you should actually do that. That would be a ton of fun chance. I need to stop but, committing myself to these creative projects no, sure. that sound exciting <laughs> that I have no time for. No, but for sure. Oh, word. you got you you <laughs> got it. But hey, hey we hey, got it. But hey, hey mate, there's a new film that's going to be coming out and you know Magneto's going to be in it apparently. So Magneto, eh? Yeah, Magneto. So um I'm Taika Waititi and we're going to go on break, and we'll be talking about it afterwards. So, okay, mates, stay tuned. Bye. Hey, mate, we're back, and, you know, I've, I'm talking with T.E. and I'm taking... We're in New Zealand. I, I know, we're, we're in New Zealand. I'm, I'm, so um, I decided that I'm going to take over Corey's spot, mate. You know, uh, you know, uh, we just have a no more Corey day, and that's what happened. Oh. Taika! Taika! Taika, mate, mate, you're never gonna take me alive. Ah. Oh no, Taika Waititi threw through the window like Mary Poppins. <laughs> Classic Taika Waititi. He's a thank you for being our one New Zealander, uh, New Zealander uh, listener. By the way, we actually do have one New Zealand. Flew away like a uh, kiwi. No, we actually do have one New Zealander listening in on the show every week. So thank you. I actually really appreciate you. <laughs> thank you for being you. I like, even, I don't even know, like, how you got to like, our show, to be completely just, like, honest. Like, he or she just browsing, like, yeah, he or she, movie yeah. broadcasts. Like, just like someone like, okay. Listens to us every week. That's the thing. Seriously? Every week. Wow. Like, just like, brown. <laughs> yeah. hey, share share with your... Uh, your New Zealand friends. Oh yeah, exactly. Share share the podcast. We we love to get like We're calling out one anonymous listener. <laughs> no, for sure. No, it's like the power of analytics. Don't worry. I don't know it's anything besides I don't know anything besides the fact that you're from New Zealand. So don't worry. We won't stalk you. I bet you're a handsome, <laughs> pretty uh, popular individual who all the people like. No, for sure. I bet you're popular. But a certain <laughs> New Zealander, Taika Waititi, who was just in the studio, we should have really asked him about this movie. Probably but, <laughs> but, you know, he flew out the window, apparently. Yeah, he but, can fly. Who knew? <laughs> but um, he has a new movie that's coming out, and he's teaming up with Fox Searchlight again, which is basically Disney. But he's um, teaming up with Fox Searchlight again to do a um, soccer film. 
You know, we really should have asked Owen if he wanted to go in and talk about this. Oh, honestly, we probably should. We could just yell at the door if you no, wanted we, to. You know, we, we honestly very well could see if um, Owen wants to talk about this. But first of all, um, you know, you, you, explain, you explain some stuff, and I'll, just, and I'll just see if Owen wants to talk about this real quick. Okay, so basically the gist of the film is it is an underdog story that centers of the football team of America, Samoa. So for those who don't know, American Samoa, Samoa is basically kind of the, they're a group of islands that are the U.S. owns and uh, has control over. It's not, they aren't like their own state at the moment, but basically with the gist of the story Taika is doing, it's based on a 2014 British documentary of the same name from Mike Britt. Oh, Owen. Okay, we got our boy Owen we in the studio. We have a, we have a resident soccer boy. Turn down the mic because he's about to yell. Give him three. I'll give him mic three, boys. Here he is. <laughs> he's got some stuff. But yeah, no, because because let me let me read let me read off some stuff from uh, hey guys. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter Hi, for Owen. you, real quick, Owen. Okay. So we have Owen Godberson, uh, you the know, man, the myth, the broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah, the great broadcaster. He's he's a big soccer guy here. He's wearing a soccer jersey but, right no, now. Yeah, for sure. But Michael Fassbender is lacing up his cleats for Taika Waititi's latest project. Um, the two-time Oscar nominee is in talks is in final talks to star in Next Goal Wins, a sports dramedy that will reteam the filmmaker with Fox Searchlight, based on the British documentary of the same name. Uh, from Mike Brett and Steve Jameson, Next Goal Wins is an underdog story that follows the national um, football team of America Samoa, uh, their coach, uh, Thomas Rongren, as they try to transform from the perennial losers into FIFA World Cup qualifying outfit. So, Owen, what do you think about Taika Waititi, the guy who directed uh, Thor Ragnarok? He is Korg, is he not? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Love like- him. Absolutely love him. Plus, no. it makes sense because he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's New Zealand. He's from yeah, New Zealand. He's, yeah, right? he's from New Zealand. He's yeah. a Kiwi? Okay. Oh, yeah, for Kiwi. sure. Okay. I, I might. He was just in the studio, actually, according to to, to a really poorly tasted bit that we just did. But, you yeah, know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that he would be the one to do it because uh, New Zealand and American Samoa play in the same confederation when it comes to FIFA. They both play in Oceania. So Taika Waititi, I imagine, would know... Um, he would know a little bit about the story, which is a it's a fascinating story just in general of American Samoa. You mentioned what is it, perennial underdogs, right? Yes. Um, that's putting it lightly. No, for Uh sure. No, like American Samoa is historically one of the worst teams. They actually hold a record in FIFA. Uh huh. Uh, in a World Cup qualifier leading up to the 2001 World Cup, I think it was, or 2002 World Cup. It was in 2001. The game was. They played host to Australia. Yeah. Uh, who are a pretty decent sign. Like, Australia typically qualify for a World Cup. They've had good runs over the years, good players. Um, American Samoa got the record for most goals conceded in a World Cup qualifying match. Australia beat them 32 0. Oh, God. Goodness. How does that even happen? <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've that watched is... the highlights of this game. Just pure fascination. That's incredible. Yeah. So when they say perennial underdogs, at that point, does their defense even exist? No, no, that's that's like yeah. No, there were there were uh, crosses played into the eighteen that Australia went up for headers, and there was no American Samoa player anywhere near them. They completely <laughs> lost their markers every single run, and 
it's a fascinating because like American Samoa, like they're still not World Cup qualifiers yet. No, for sure. But with the way FIFA is doing it in the next couple of years for the World Cups, it's expanding from thirty-two teams to forty-eight teams. Okay. So oh, there's yeah. so there's more of a chance for American uh-huh. Samoa, and it's perfect timing for this movie to come out no, because for sure. I think American Samoa will probably make a World Cup, if not 22, 26. Yeah. And. Michael Fassbender, you say? Yeah, Michael Fassbender's going to be in it, apparently. He is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, and I really hope Taika Waititi also stars in it. because I He's probably going to be a comedic talent. Uh, he'll probably, yeah, he probably could be. I really but, hope no. he's a player, to be honest. If he was a player, he'd be hilarious, too. So, so like, he's just like one of the players from, like, O2, or just, like, really bad. I he might. fits the bill, honestly, because, like, smaller nations... <laughs> Like, they don't have professional players. <laughs> there was... Fiji played Spain... Or no, it was Tahiti played Spain in a Confederations Cup in 2010. Uh-huh. The midfield duo, Xavi and Yesta, the best midfielding duo of all time, in my opinion, went up against the midfield duo from Fiji... Or Tahiti of... I think it was a policeman and a history teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't have professional athletes. So it's not like Watiti would have to like go under some rigorous training or no, anything. No, for sure. He could probably turn up to the set... With a pair of cleats, and it would pre it would be pretty. Apt. Yeah, I've got my shin guards. Yeah, he's got shin. As the long as he is, dresses for the occasion and wears proper attire, he honestly would probably fit the bill of any smaller nation midfielder. Yeah, and plus he's like, he he can just cast himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's as easy as that because he's directing. I'm the, the main director. Thing. I do what I want. No, dude, I'm super excited for this film. As somebody who's a avid soccer lover in my middle school days and middle school and elementary school days as mm-hmm. most kids were and all that stuff i'm super excited for this and i'm super excited because it's a good story to tell like i need to actually shoot this article to my dad because he would love because you know my dad is a big soka warriors mm. <laughs> trinidad <laughs> fan mm. uh, i uh, still have i still owen's have night i was pretty bad about that i but. still have nightmares from that night in trinidad for the u.s that was a that was just a categorical bad night the darkest no, night sure. U.S. soccer. Like, uh, as someone who loves sports, doesn't know much about soccer, and loves Taika Waititi... This is right say, up your alley. Yeah. This, like, you, you've got to see this movie. Like, when did it come out? Um, Do they I'm have not, a... I'm not entirely sure. I don't I think, think it's just they, been announced. It's just, produ- it's just, I think they're just production right now. No, well, like, right now they're in pre-production, okay. where they're doing different things like that. They're getting their cast together. They're getting set. But it's their new film. It's going to be a Fox Searchlight film, okay. uh, which means it's the same production company that Jojo Rabbit's coming out if of right I guess now. it and would so, be 2022, maybe 2023. Yeah, yeah, it just depends. Just because... Ooh, imagine if American Samoa qualified for 2022, uh, and then this movie comes out. Oh, that would be dude, beautiful. That would be, be awesome or Super that would juice. be incredible. Like, well, because the funny thing, well, because Taika Waititi is making Thor Love and Thunder, Ooh. and that's supposed to come out fall, like November of 2021. Yeah. So I imagine right after he's done with that production of this next movie, goal wins. we'll go next goal wins. So mm. I don't know how long a movie like that would take to make. So 2022, 2023 is probably when it's going to come out. And isn't the World Cup a, usually a summer affair? It yes. is typically a summer affair, but due to the weather conditions in Qatar in the summer, it's about 125 degrees Fahrenheit oh, in, Jul- in June and July when it happens. So uh, the 2022 World Cup is kicking off, I think it's November 18th of that year, which oh, completely so... throws off the club cal- club soccer calendar. But I think, if I remember right, the World Cup final is like either a week before Christmas or on Christmas. Okay, so... Which is amazing. I guess if... Like the direction, like the production of Thor: Love and Thunder, everything goes good, and like Taika Waititi can like split his time between post-production of Thor mm-hmm. and pre-production of Next Goal Up. Then you could see this movie 
Like, if they turn it around in, what, like, 16 months, and, like, you could have that movie right when the World Cup comes in November of 2022. Beautiful. Yeah, it if just could... says in development, so um, on IMDb, and I'm looking through it, so they're, they're not quite yeah. set on a date yet. So if you're listening in the future, it comes out in November of 2022. I was right, and... Um, you owe a Chance a big old hug. Yeah, Chance shoot, hugs are nice shoot hugs. Me so, I am you know. a very nice hugger. Yeah, he's a very good yes. hugger. The man who just entered the studio, Caleb, can attest of how good I am at hugging. Oh, Ooh. so good. Brilliant. <laughs> Come here, Chance. Right. I know. Well, this is... So, Owen, you're about to see like a box office bros myth, almost. We have been trying to get that man sitting in the corner on this oh, podcast... For so long. People are probably convinced he's not even real. Like, they probably think you're an imaginary friend. Yeah, at he's this point. Ch- he, he does look a bit transparent. I don't know if he's actually here or <laughs> he's just a hologram. Caleb, come I'm say hi. Specter. Hi. No, you can just uh, just get in a little cozy here. So, this is the end of the show, but at least he's here. Oh, no, right. for sure. It is the end of the show, but. Uh, no, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I know some people really don't like it, but I love it when people just walk in. Here. <laughs> no, I honestly know it, it depends on what they're doing though. If they're and who it is. No, yeah, that's who true. Because if you know, if it's like Kirkle or someone, I'm like, get out of here, man. Go <laughs> away. I'm like, go the hell. Go away, man. I like Matt. I hear your voice enough mm. while I'm editing my shows from the other room. Mm. <laughs> he is a. I'm See, like, but I can't judge I'm like him a and wizard, I. You know, like I, pres- I, I ride precisely when that means you. You know, what I'm <laughs> a wizard is I'm never late, nor is he early. Yes, you yeah. sent me. Yeah. See, I had the joke that like, if these two ever met each other, they would probably fight and then start making out. Oh gosh. And I am so right. I am so right right now. They're they're driving already and they don't even know it. So, <laughs> gosh, chance. I, I want to thank everyone for listening. This has been box office rules. Which is funny. Note, I have to go to Capstone. <laughs> which is funny because this one is as a girlfriend, and that one what is a, getting married. Up. So, yeah, congrats, mate. <laughs> thank you, Owen. And Anytime, my boys. Thank you, Caleb, for uh, joining us. <laughs> All right. So, do we want to wrap this little shindig up? Or Caleb, do you have like a minute and a half rant you want to go on? Ooh, a minute and a half rant. Okay. Okay, then this is Caleb Johnson. Caleb Johnson. Senior, senior at UNO, journalism major. Good guy, lover of movies. And smoke show. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. What a smoke show. Hot dog, you know? <laughs> They're so going to kick me off of this. Yeah, they might, honestly. <laughs> I might just turn into box office bro oh, from pretty, now on. I'm pretty sure saying smoke show on the air is not against the rules of the FCC. You're right, you're right. <laughs> what are they going to do? Fire me? Thanks, Bo <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Bo Pelini of radio, Chance. Fire me. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that's a reference everyone listening gets. But mm. So do you have any uh, pipe and hot movie takes, uh, Caleb, that can fit within now? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. What's, what's a bad movie that I think is like actually really good? That's what I'm trying to think of. Let's see. The, what's the, the movie with Matt Damon where he's... In China, and like they're like it was like the Great Wall. That oh, that movie's actually Warcraft. De- that, or yeah. no, is it Warcraft? Or I think Great it Wall? is the Great Wall. I think it's just called the Great, Great Wall. Wall. That looks like Warcraft. That movie's halfway decent for how bad it looks. I've never seen it, so I can't even argue with you about this. <laughs> so it's so basically they just cast it's Matt so Damon bad it's for good. American audiences, and then released it in China. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's everywhere. It was it was so it was bad. It was so so bad. It was good. All right. So today we learned Great Wall, not that bad. Yeah, not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, well, you know that's gonna do it for us, though. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna do it for the box office bros. Uh, you know, thank you all for listening. We all appreciate you. We all love you guys. And 
you can go ahead and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, wherever podcasts are, Google Play, all that jazz. And our episodes typically are supposed to release on Fridays, but lately it's been Saturday because I stink at Because lately, <laughs> Corey can't edit the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate y'all. And Box Office Bros, out. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. You can catch the show live on Wednesdays, 12 noon to 2 o'clock, on Mav Radio, KVNO, HD2. What about radio communication? Start with radio. This is Earth Radio. What's radio again? You can listen to the podcast version on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now, for my next impression... Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.